Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates, with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, how's it going? Welcome to another edition of Bold Sports. We're in episode 81. We're going to call this the Kessel episode. Yeah. The most, the most outstanding number eighty-one in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh, presently. Pittsburgh presently, and I, we didn't have a really outstanding eighty-one on the Steelers. I can remember about. I mean, none of the seventies guys, huh? No, none of the, they were eighty-eight and eighty-two and um, eighty-one's like a was Troy. What was his name? Troy Edwards. Wasn't he eighty-one? Maybe. Because Plex was eighty and Plex Randall was, was 80, eighty-two. Randall was eighty-two. 84 always went to, like, a tight end, like, 80, two men. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean... I we're mean, obviously not here to talk about Troy Edwards. Like, no, we're not. He ran out of bounds we're on not. special teams play. We're Everyone not. hated him 81 forever. Pittsburgh Sports. This is the Phil Kessel episode. Uh, Phil to thrill. He is two for four in Stanley Cups with the Penguins. Pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. He's got 500 average. You know, that's a guy whose reputation kind of got out ahead of him a little bit. Um... You know, so there was so much like expectation on him when he came into the league with Boston, and he was really good. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know when Boston he was to... wasn't winning cups, and then he went to Toronto. Toronto because Toronto's where... always trying to get that big score, right? That can you know get them their first title since like '68 or whatever. And then also Toronto is you know, the, the, but then Toronto, he was the man. They didn't put anybody around him. Yeah. He, he, he had to carry that team on his back, and obviously no one could carry the team on their back. And Phil's not known for being like a great work ethic guy to begin with. No, he's a and the he's Toronto a, hockey media is incredibly critical, and they're always you know, Phil, looking Phil, to find fault. Yeah, Phil's like practice, cool. I'm about it, but like I'm not gonna bust my ass in practice. I'd rather bust my ass in the game. You know that, and you know that you know that. I guess it's a gif at this point, but that video of him like riding the bike, <laughs> you know, all, all his teammates are like doing like, you know, Peloton shit. And he's just kind of like rolling his head around, like, "Oh, this is awful." Like that's how I feel a lot when I'm riding. <laughs> yeah, know? I understand. Not the steep hills. The steep hills, you got to sprint, but there's like there's like baby hills. Sometimes you're just like, "Ugh, been there, man." But um, 81, Phil Kessel. We've had some good grilling weather. You know, fire up some hot dogs. Fire up some hot dogs on the grill. Get them and going. Play some golf. Do you like your Do you like your hot dogs a little charred, dude? I'm the appeaser in all aspects of my life. So what do you think? <laughs> hey, anybody want this burnt dog so I can have the one that, that you know, isn't burnt since I slaved over a hot grill all day? Yeah, Mom, I got it. Yeah. I'll eat the burnt. Yeah. You know, my mom used to cook them in the broiler. I like it a little crispy. They always get a little crispy in the broiler. I like a little crispy on my hot dog. Love it. I like it. A little flame char on there. It's awesome. You ketchup guy or no? No. No ketchup? I'm a, I'm a straight... I, I'll, I'll do some cheese, maybe some beanless chili. Um... Fancy pants. Yeah. You do the uh, chili mustard coleslaw? No. I don't do mustard or ketchup. So it's like, I'm like a cheese. Oh, you don't do mustard? No. Okay, see, I stopped putting ketchup on my hot dogs when I, like, discovered how good mustard is. And then sometimes I'll put one on for old time's sake or for, like, solidarity with the youths. Because, you know, like, three to five-year-olds, they love them some ketchup. Oh, shit. So, and you got a bunch of little nephews. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. 
They at least know that it's called ketchup now. Like they used to call it red sauce. Oh, and I'm just like, I'm so lucky that there are no Italian grandmas in this family. Oh yeah, to, yeah. Like slap you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> over calling ketchup. That is red not sauce. red sauce. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, Italian grandmas with strong Pittsburgh accents. That's not red sauce. Yeah. Right. So uh, yeah, I, I did get out and play some golf this week. Uh, my golf league. Uh, I got brand new golf clubs. Well, brand new to me. Yeah. Golf clubs. Um, like a matching set. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, four through sand wedge, tailor made rocket blades. Picked them up super cheap online. Pretty much fifty percent of what I would pay for them brand new. Mm. They're a year old. Guy played thirty rounds on them. Took really good care of them. I, I think I made a hell of a deal on them. So nice. here and there, it's good stuff. You got riding a bike? Any golf? I got no golf. Got a couple rides in. Um, ton of yard work. Oh, dude! You, know, you want to talk about yard work? I saw, I saw you did your steps with your uh, with your mower. I didn't. I didn't get to track my steps for comparison on Monday because my phone was dead. And <laughs> my, nothing's my yard... worse. Nothing's worse than mowing with a dead phone because that means you don't get to listen to podcasts. Exactly. You don't get to listen mowing. to podcasts. <laughs> so it was boring, but at least I know what my engine sounds like. Sounds good. You know. Been working on the equipment, you know, cleaning spark plugs. And yeah, I put the I put the headphones in and just start mowing and go. And then I have the phone in there in my pocket. And it tracks the steps and everything. And it's like my back, my yard's considerably bigger than yours. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean I, you got like a basically like duplex here, so you got like two yards more. Or less, well, I mean, it's a side by side setup. So. Side by side duplex, and we got the whole we got that huge backyard. We're like at a half acre lot. Yeah, like it's. Man. It's two hours to cut my grass on an Ironman run. You should borrow my tiller, dude. <laughs> Just rip that up. Rip up like a third of it and like have like like a sick garden, dude. My neighbor's got a course, tiller. You got, to... you got deer to feed. So you yeah, my neighbor's got a tiller. She just dug down a big deep trench and put a fence in so the rabbits can't even get up. The, tre- the fence is a foot deep. Nice. They've got a big garden going on. She's got the seedlings all growing inside in the house and whatnot. Yeah, she's got a green thumb. That's you cool. know, that's cool, man. I, I, I just uh, hope I benefit out of it. You will. I'm sure I will. She's gonna have so much shit. If you if you'd been my neighbor last summer, like you'd have had green beans, you know, on demand. Ah, uh, you still might this year. I planted again, and they're they're looking pretty good. <laughs> that's good. Um, what else is looking pretty good though is the river hounds. They're not winning. Uh, considerably their games, but they are how they started out last year. A lot of draws. Yeah. Um, the Hounds played Charleston Battery uh, to a 2-2 draw this last Saturday in South Carolina. The Hounds led the game 2-0 in the first 12 minutes of the game, but surrendered two late goals, uh, a penalty at the 74th minute, and another even strength goal at the 81st minute. Uh, the Hounds have this week off, and... Uh, uh, and on the 18th, uh, head to Memphis to take on the 901 for an 8 p.m. Eastern start, uh, Eastern Standard game time start on the CW. Oh, the 901. Is that their area code? Yeah. Okay. I I guess I guess I'll allow it. I mean, you know, it's just it's no European team does that. So I guess I guess it's novel, but it's still kind of the same as just like. You know, naming your team after the year it was founded, which sounds really impressive when it's like 1890 something, but mm. 1903, you know, I think Hanover is like 1904. You know, we're talking about teams that were founded in like 2015. So, like, you know, I guess if you got to go with the number, like the Memphis 2018 doesn't sound that cool. So they're the 901. But I, I think I heard they have Tim Howard now. Okay. So, or he's involved in that somehow. 
I don't know if he's playing or if he's like in, in the group, but I, I heard them referred to on another show as the Tim Howard's Memphis 901. Ah. And, um, you know. So I, did you get to see any of the any of the Hounds game at all? Dude, it was on my way to a Cinco de Mayo party, so no. Uh, I did not get to see much of it. I just got to see some. They had it plays. on at the. Uh, I had some highlights and mm-hmm. whatnot, but I didn't get to like watch. I I got to see the goals. Yeah, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking like, you know, they they scored two goals in the first twelve minutes of the game. That's pretty damn good. I mean, that's almost a rout in soccer. That's a long time to hold a lead, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's you, you have seventy eight minutes to to hold. The well, hold. more importantly, you've got like, you know. 30 minutes till halftime and if you can't like just like steal a lucky goal or two by halftime then you get to go you know make adjustments you know maybe make a sub or two and you know like uh, some of these Champions League games this weekend like the second half everything can change um so I gather that's what happened so yeah, so the Hounds have this weekend off. Then uh, the eighteenth, uh, the eighteenth happens to be when Garth Brooks is in town here in Pittsburgh. Oh wow! Uh, at Heinz Field, um, but they will be uh, down in Memphis taking on the nine hundred one at eight o'clock uh, our time, uh, live on the CW. Uh, and then you just mentioned uh, some international soccer. We'll jump right now with the Champions League. Liverpool uh, take the win and and upset is from my. I was talking to my buddy Phil at work. And he's a huge sucker guy. I was like, hey, Phil. I was like, he came around and I was like, perfect. I was like, I'm doing, I was doing my notes behind the bar today mm. <laughs> on, yeah. on, on my Pages app on my phone, right? Yeah. Because Definitely bend that guy's ear. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, Phil, come here. He's, I was like, so was this really an upset? He goes, well, he goes, both of them were upsets. He goes, essentially, mm. he goes, because, you know, Barcelona won the first game 3-0. He goes... And all they had to do is score one goal in Liverpool, and they won. Yeah. He says that Liverpool comes up and blows up 4-0 in the game at home. Neither team scored an away goal, so there's no aggregate scoring there, and they just won on straight points. Right, yeah. So so there, so it's like... Barcelona could have lost 3-0 <laughs> at Liverpool and still had a, you know, overtime and penalty kicks, basically. To, yeah. You know fix their screw up but no they had they had to go and, and fail in spectacular fashion and they lost 4-0 at Anfield now that is that is hard to do to beat Barcelona 4-0 anywhere home away neutral site doesn't matter um so in that regard it is an unlikely result but just to put those two teams on the field like for the first leg it could go either way like Liverpool is you know a world-class team and the fact that they were able to come back without their best player uh you know, Mohamed Salah got injured in the first leg, and or no, no, sorry, he got injured in the um, game against Newcastle in the Premier League over the weekend. Okay, which they they again pulled some dramatics. Like he gets injured, goes off. You know, his sub comes on, and like I said to myself, I was like, that guy's gonna score, and he did. And Liverpool won three to two, so they they keep pace with Man City in the in the Premier League title race. Um, but you're thinking at this point, like, well, you know, they're down, they're down their best striker, you know, they're down three goals to Barcelona. They're they're probably not gonna like pull out all the stops to try to like win this. But my God, man, like, there's just something about that venue, that stadium, Anfield. It's like it's one of the oldest stadiums in in the league. Well, I mean, it's not just the age of it. It's been renovated recently, so it's it's kind of like the new Anfield. Sort of how like the new Yankee Stadium was, you know, barely recognizable compared to the old, not not like 
present Yankee Stadium. I'm talking like post Steinbrenner renovation. Like big, okay. they made big changes to it, so it's actually really a modern stadium, um, with just a lot of history and the atmosphere. Like the Liverpool fans are just amazing, and the the end that they shoot at in the second half is called the Cop. That's where the just like the loudest fans stand. And, like, it's said that they actually, like, suck the ball into the goal. Which, of course, is bullshit. But, right. you know, it's just, it's just like, a way of saying, like, how, especially in the second half, Liverpool just has a way at home of just pulling off dramatic, you know, comebacks and huge goals, you know. And a lot of it has to do with how intimidating it is to play with your back to this just, like, deafening roar of, you know, drunken Liverpoolians. Um, so, you know, that, that was really something to see. And I really didn't think... That they had a chance, but I had it on anyway, and I was, and that was yesterday afternoon. Fascinated by that it. was yesterday yeah. afternoon, and last week we talked about we weren't sure if they were going to have the the Ajax Tottenham game on Tuesday, yeah, and then the Liverpool game on Wednesday, but they flip flopped. They flip flopped them. them, so Liverpool played like Tuesday and then Sunday and then again on Tuesday, yeah, and they won and they won the the Sunday and the Tuesday games, which were more important than the than the first Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, so that was just amazing. And, like, it didn't really hurt me that much because, like, I don't really follow the Spanish league. Like, I know Barcelona's a great team, but, like, Barcelona and Real Madrid pretty much dominate In champions. The, yeah. So I'm all for anyone different. Um, so, you know, I was happy to see Liverpool advance. And I thought they were going to be playing Ajax in the final. Well, and apparently uh, this afternoon I got... Um... I started to get busy at work whenever the Ajax Tottenham game started, mm. and I did have it on one of the TVs, but I was on the bar that has the corner, and I didn't get around that corner very much. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to Phil at work, and he's like, "Oh, this should be a great game." He goes, "Ajax should totally take care of this." Da 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 da. Well, I believe Ajax won the game, but Tottenham held the differential. It was a. Uh... It finished 3-3 on aggregate. Okay. And the tiebreaker being away goals. Yes. Because Ajax only scored one goal in London okay. last week. Right, right, right. And, it, then they, yeah. and then they scored two in Amsterdam. And at halftime, you're thinking, well, like, this is over. Because now Tottenham, like, at the start of the match, Tottenham needed to score two to have any chance of advancing. Right. And then, then you know, Ajax scores two more. So now Tottenham, like, needs to score three. Just to put it level, which would of course give them the, the away goals tiebreaker, but right. still three goals on the road. When again, like you know, stop me if you've heard this before, but they're down their best striker in Harry Kane. He's out for the year, and they um, end up coming back. And they, and and in the tunnel before the match, like the commentator was talking about how like you know the you know Spurs look tight and they look tense and you know there, there aren't any smiles and they, they haven't been playing well and they have injuries but at least like you know young ming son is back in the lineup who's like my boy um anyway i wanted ajax to go through just because i thought it would be really good for you know dutch football and you know it wouldn't like an all england champions league final would be fascinating but like let's again let's get some new blood into this competition right so, so what happened next with, you know, Tottenham scoring two in, like, the early stages of the second half, and then making us wait until, like, the fifth of, like, six stoppage time minutes. Just absolutely incredible. And I felt, like, I haven't felt, like, sick and, like, hurt over the result of a game that didn't involve one of my teams in, like, a long time. 
but like i felt really bad for ajax for like it was too late you thought to like for them to like tie it but then they still did get a couple chances because like the ref just wouldn't blow the whistle you had you figured they added six minutes of stoppage time so in those six minutes there's probably a good like minute and a half of bullshit right you know so he's checking his stopwatch and making sure every time the ball goes out of bounds that like nobody's wasting that time so yeah they ended up playing like seven eight minutes of extra time oh man it, i the, the only problem i have is that i had to take it on the road with me so i was like actually sitting in my car oh. when, when that happened so like you know i'm just listening but um at least you have to listen but the call was amazing look look it up if you can if you can find like the the tnt broadcast of that Tottenham goal at like the 96th minute to put them through. Cause it was guy lost his mind. Like he, he was, his voice was sore. Like you could tell he was like losing, losing, breaking a little bit. Yeah. All right. And then the final is June 1st in Madrid, Tottenham versus Liverpool in Madrid, in Madrid. They pick a neutral site, pick a neutral site. Makes sense. Yeah. And they keep it within the champion league stadiums and so forth. Yeah. Uh, and then you're Crystal gonna get... Palace won't be hosting a Champions League final anymore. Well, I mean, you know, because going from like England to Madrid is like us going from like here in Mount Lebanon to um, Ross Park Mall. Um, Not quite. <laughs> I mean, it's probably about an hour by plane. You know. <laughs> no, I'm just referring to a uh, Euro trip, the movie. It's like, dude, Europe's yeah. like little. Like, I mean, you can just—it's like driving from here to there. I mean. Mm. All you gotta do is get there, and then you can just move around wherever you want to go. True, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, so seriously, you're gonna get, you're gonna get a lot of, a uh, lot of, uh, of England. You will see stories in the run up about various, various people being, you know, caught in the dragnet. Like, there's all, there's still people on banned lists who are like not allowed to travel for soccer especially liverpool has had a bad history with um liverpool's one of those their fans going abroad one and, of those clubs and they're they're one of those clubs that have that have embraced the soccer hooliganism uh <laughs> nobody really embraces it anymore right you know like they had to get it out of the game like margaret thatcher was going to shut them down if they didn't so yeah. you know they they had a two-year ban where they weren't allowed to play in europe and they were still really good. Like they they qualified, but then they were just like, "Sorry, like we'll you have take, a Euro- the, we'll you have take a... the team directly below you instead." Yeah, because... you have a European team that's not allowed to play in Europe. Got yeah. it. You know. Yeah, I mean Champions League. They were they were allowed to play in England, but, but they weren't allowed to play in the rest of. Yeah, they could. They like even if they qualified for Champions League, like they couldn't. They were the, they were banned from the competition because their fans, you know, like basically started like a knife fight, you know. <laughs> At a at a game in Belgium in the eighties, yeah, and I mean, like they, they, that was a long time ago. Like things have gotten a lot better. It's uh, you know they've weeded a lot of a lot of the extremists out of it, but it is still there. And you will you will hear stories in the run up to the final about like, you know, Brits being warned and Brits Brits are on notice and like you know Brits need to monitor their alcohol intake and also drink water and uh, yeah. sunscreen for God's sake. Yeah, there, yeah, there's that. <laughs> there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a lot of paste. Between Liverpool and North London, a lot of a lot of pasty dudes and dudettes. Yeah, you know. I, I trust me. I, I you see it here in Pittsburgh. I mean, the sun's out, whatnot. Oh, I got wicked sunburn yesterday. Oh, just dude, mowing my lawn. Dude, I uh, my one didn't uh, even realize it until I went to get in the shower later, and I was my like, one Shit, security, I'm my one security guard came to work, and I was like, What'd you do? Uh, forget to get out of bed? He goes, Nah. He goes, He goes, I took a personal day from school. He goes, 
and uh, been on the bike all day. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, great nice. day to do it. Yeah, man. <laughs> Go get it, dude. Go get it. I waited. I waited until. I was the like, evening. so part. So part of it was was windburn, and the other part of it was sunburn because he's sitting. He, it's like, what'd you go? Say? He goes, I got out of the city area. He goes, and I got out into the nice windy roads out in uh armstrong county oh yeah he was out there you know where he could just put his feet up on the highway pegs and roll the mm-hmm. throttle back and go and you know yeah. whatnot he brought the bike to work and he's nice. like he's like yeah he goes going home he goes i'm just going on the highway and barrel through he goes it's great awesome yeah he's got he's got uh, some loud pipes on that bitch too you hear him coming yes <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought the security guard was riding like a pedal cycle, like no, nah, nah. like you you mean like a like a hog ass bike ass bike? Yeah, yeah gotcha. he's got a he's got still a, cool. He's still got cool. A, he's got a 2016 Dino Y Glide. Okay, yeah, you know, just something you just get back and put your feet up on the highway pegs, roll the throttle back, and go. Sounds like fun. It is. It's a great time. I miss my bike. I started. Uh, I was I was bike curious a little bit ago. Um. I don't think I'm gonna do it actually, but you know, I was checking them out. They're they're within my range. I could afford one. Not like not like a big Harley, but like you know, definitely not like a Ninja. No, no, no you don't need a cross rocket. No, um, I can get you into a Harley pretty cheap. Yeah, we'll talk later. <laughs> um, Excellent. Tune in next week for episode 82 where Steve sells Matt a bike. <laughs> Steve doesn't sell Matt a bike, but Steve can make the introduction. Okay. okay. <laughs> Tune in for episode 83 where Matt's unable to attend because he's... He's out getting his his bike license, man. No. Tune in for episode 83 where Matt can't attend because he's in crutches. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I will obey the speed limits. Oh, uh, no. I mean, it's awesome. Riding a bike's a great thing. Um... Speak about riding a bike. Playing golf's like riding a bike, man. You get you, you get back in there and you get that you get a couple rounds in for the season mm-hmm. and you're like and then you find your stroke, you find your swing. It's all muscle memory mm-hmm. and um, especially whenever you get to a course where you can like warm up on a range a couple balls first, you know, get a small bucket in and you're like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm all warm, ready to go. Let's go tee off. It's very nice. Uh, we got this guy um, <clears throat> on the PGA tour. Um, you know, Max Homa, he's uh, coming through. He's uh, a young guy coming in, making some moves. He got his first win on the PGA Tour last week at the Wells Fargo Championship uh, with a minus 15 total. Uh, Roy McIlroy did lead day one and had a pretty fun 30th birthday on the course Saturday in Charlotte, North Carolina with some crazy weather going on over the weekend. So Roy's 30th birthday was Saturday. Uh, he teed off on the first Aww, tee, and everybody like sang him happy birthday. Aww. Every time he went up to a first tee, or every time he went up to a green, they sang Rory happy birthday. That's so he heard annoying. it like 36 times. Really fast, actually. <laughs> no, he like tipped his hat and waved everybody. Well, because he has to, but like, yeah. stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, I mean, like, that's like if you did like a bar crawl for your birthday, and they sang it to you at like every, like every stop on the bar crawl like was like a freaking Chili's or something, and they all did the birthday song. Oh, like, God, would, that would be terrible. It would horrible. drive me to drink more. Yeah, right? I'd be like, stop, I will pay you stop. to stop. You know, it's like that, I could imagine, like, you remember that Simpsons where they go to like, like duff gardens and it's like the the restaurant where it's new year's eve like every 10 minutes right and like the people who work there are just miserable they're less like i wish it would stop like we had uh uh so this saturday though down in charlotte north carolina crazy weather rolled through there they had to stop the tournament a few times and you know those carolina storms they're kind of like florida storms this time of the year where they mm. blow in they they dump a shit ton of rain for 15 20 minutes and then well, they blow out the, the climate <laughs> of florida is moving north thanks to global warming so <laughs> 
There's no such thing as global. You will expect that. You know, like in like 40 (laughs) years, the weather in Pittsburgh is is going to be like Jonesboro, Arkansas. Nice. I saw that. I never heard of Jonesboro, Arkansas, but I need to like maybe do a garden tour down there so I can like learn what I'll be planting when I'm you know in my retirement years. (laughs) Maybe maybe I can have an orange tree like I always wanted. Right. This week though, the PGA Tour does uh, have the Byron AT&T Byron Nelson Championship at Trinity Forest Golf Club. It's outside Dallas, Texas. Uh, and everything's bigger in Texas, so they have to have the largest green in the United States. It's over 35,000 square feet. Um, That's my nightmare, man. But this... It's like, hey, Matt, you're on the green. Congratulations. like, cool, man. Like, now I mean, you got a 90-yard putt. Now I got a nine putt. Now you got a 90-yard putt. I watched, I watched the video today. This guy... Is, so, so, first thing is, this is a 35,000 square foot green. But this is the number one green as well as the number three green. So, you know how when we play Moon Golf Club... Mm-hmm. And you got uh, number eight green mm-hmm. and and number 12 green. It's one huge green. Yeah. It's just the 12 pins on this side and eight pins on this side. But it's a very big green. That's mm-hmm. the same premise here, but they, they're in Texas. They had to go overboard. Of course. Um, and I watched the one pro showing how to play it. And he's like, you know, when you're coming in at this angle, that angle, he goes, now, he goes, if you're not careful, he goes, with the undulations of the screen, so forth, he goes, if you're not careful, he goes, I'll show you, you're going to have to hit a 100-yard putt. Because you're not, it's it's frowned upon to chip when you're on a green surface. It's frowned upon? I've seen it's it done. more than frowned upon. It's not illegal. I've seen it done. It's against the etiquette of golf. It's against the etiquette. I've seen it done. But then, okay, so etiquette is like... A level above frowned upon, I would say. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's frowned upon to, like, throw your club into the lake. You know? <laughs> like, it is a violation of golf etiquette to, like, run up to the tee and, like, tee off in front of the guy who just birdied when you, like, hit it in the water three times on the last hole. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I but it, so you're going to have, there's going to be, ch- you're going to see somebody this weekend that's going to have a 90 or 200 yard putt just because. I might, is there, like, a, comprehensive streaming coverage where i can just watch that hole uh or is, this isn't the masters this isn't all. the masters Shit. but i'm sure they're gonna be showing one and three a lot i want to see that i do i do want to check that out um it is my nightmare i might depending on my emotional <laughs> trust state, me even at moon run golf club where that double green is there that's that's number eight and number 12 yeah you know i've been on the wrong side of that where i'm like oh i'm going for the flag and i didn't see the first flag I see the back flag. I'm like, shit, I was going for the flag on 12. Molly, damn it, I got to come back. I, I, I think I, that like most people would probably rather watch a pitcher bat than watch me try to like cut out on a green. That <laughs> it's 35,000 like, 35, square 35, feet. square feet. I mean, 35,000 square feet is bigger than most warehouses. Yeah. Like, it's huge. Yeah. I, it's I mean, like, that's like a putt from like the fucking masonry aisle of Home Depot to the garden yeah. center. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. That's the easy Which, way. Which, like, think. when you use rebar in your gardening projects, like that's a long, lonely walk, my friend. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, like, so this is though a link style golf course. Uh, it's gonna remind you of a Scottish or New England, uh, or New England in the U.S. layout, uh, except for that the green is larger than Rhode Island. But other than that, true. Uh, <laughs> A lot of things are larger in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. like my dick. No, what? just joking. Okay, dude, that's uh, first of all not true. Definitely not be here. true. I would not be in a, the same room as you if that were the case. That That'd is true. Weird. That is true. Um, but no, lots of big names playing in this week. Uh, one of the big names playing this week is Tony Romo. Got an invite to this tournament. 
Uh, we know Tony Romo has been trying to make the PGA Tour and especially the U.S. Open uh, during his playing career as the Cowboys quarterback. Yeah. Uh, now he's retired. He has more time to concentrate on his golf game. Um, so he's he's trying to make make the tour and so forth. He's got his PGA card. I mean, yeah. shit. I, I mean, mean, he could be in minicamp this weekend. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, I, hope I think he made field. the right call. Not as many big names as you would like to see. I didn't see Phil Mickelson there. There's no Tiger Woods. I didn't see Dustin Johnson, stuff like that. They're getting ready for the PGA Championship at Beth Page Black on Long Island. That is in two weeks. Tiger also got some new hardware this week, you know. Yeah, Tiger did get some new hardware. The he got the um, the highest honor a civilian can get was with the presidential the presidential medal of freedom. Presidential medal of freedom. The first recipient of the presidential medal of freedom. Also loved the ladies. You know who it was? Uh, Wilt Chamberlain. No, it was JFK. Awarded oh. posthumously by Linda Johnson. Okay. Okay, so the, that, that was just a Jeopardy clue the other day. Oh. Not anything to do with Tiger. It was, like, before Tiger. Because I've been watching Jeopardy because that, that guy James. Oh, yeah, yeah, But, like, he's he, like it's, all, it's teacher tournament this week, so, I, so I've been laying back and just, you know, watching watching more news instead. And I noticed that Tiger was at the White House. And I was like, okay, that's a... Uh... Did you notice that uh, whenever <laughs> President Trump put it on his neck, it was the, it was a little twisted? Yeah. It wasn't perfectly laid out. It was a little twisted. Just like Tiger's career, a little twisted. Yeah, look at how the guy dresses, too. I mean, hey, minor details. You got that. It happens. I'm sure, what are you going to do? I'm sure the same tailor who does Trump suits also did the ribbon on the medal. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know what? This isn't a political show or whatnot, but we can crack some jokes. I'm not 6'5 and 280, so what do I know about wearing a suit when you're that big, right? <laughs> Is that how tall Trump is? Yeah, I've waited. On, I've waited on him. Well, he was sitting down. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him stand and up. And he's got tiny hands, so I'm sure the ketchup bottle looked the normal size when he was putting it all over his freaking steak. It's hilarious. It's true. That's how he fools people. It's true. People don't realize how tall he is because he's got tiny hands. It's and true. They, you do the ketchup test. You that's, know? that's why. That's why if you got tiny hands, it's fun to make burger. It's funny burger sliders. They make your hands look huge. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now, and we'll be back with some more uh, exciting things going on in Bold Sports. Check out what our friends here at Sorbetron Media Studios in Beach we have going on with uh, shows like Awesome Cast, Wrestle Mayhem, Fishing Without Bait, The Broadcast, and several others as well. We'll be back in just a few moments, folks. Do you like professional wrestling? Once your discussions, no holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for our second episode, or sorry, sorry, second edition of episode 81, the Kessel episode. Uh, so speaking of Kessel, we're going to talk about some hockey. NHL playoffs. Uh, playoff hockey is exciting and amazing, especially when a game seven goes into double overtime. It was so wild. <laughs> and like... <laughs> After the Liverpool game, and I was just like, oh man, it was like the craziest soccer game I've seen in a long time. And, then and now like... we get double overtime hockey, and I wasn't done with work until like the last four minutes of the third period. Right. So at that point, I'm like praying for overtime, you know? Yeah. Just so I can like actually sit down, relax, and like watch for like. Because it was a Western a Conference hour. game, and you know. It's it's what midnight. Yeah, and they're still going on in the third period. Well, actually, no. This was the Blue Stars. So this wasn't that late. Um, yeah, it started at like eight o'clock. Yeah, uh, 
Blue Stars game went in double overtime. The Blues came away with that win. Uh, they're going to be taking on the Sharks, who won tonight in their Game 7 against the Avalanche. Uh, the East Finals are set with the Canes and the Bruins. So you have the Eastern Conference Finals, Canes, Bruins, Western Conference, Sharks, and the Blues. So it looks like we're going to have a new Stanley Cup winner in the last few years. Yeah. Uh, the Bruins haven't won in since 2011. Sounds, Sounds about, about right. right. Yeah, yeah. Canes, the last time they won was the year after the lockout. Right. Uh, the the full season lockout. Mm. Um, Avalanche haven't run won since Patrick Waugh years. Whenever he was the goalie there, well, uh, they're done. They're done. Uh, Sharks haven't won. Haven't won. And I don't think the Blues have ever won a Stanley I don't think Cup. So. The Blues had the longest like making the playoff streak for a while for a really long time. Yeah, but they never. never I don't won think the Cup. Blues have ever won a cup. No. Uh, so, for me, at this point in time, I would not mind seeing a, one of the Western Conference teams win a cup. The Sharks yeah. have never won a cup. I'm all in on the Blues because they have the best in arena entertainment right now. Like, they don't have, like, the night show, like the uh, Vegas like, Golden Like the Knights. Vegas Golden Knights but they, But it seems like the building, it seems like they're a loud crowd and they play awesome music. And they, they played Country Roads with, like, the whole the whole stadium singing along and when i noticed when the blues won the um won the game in double overtime like when they were when they were doing the celebration on the ice they were playing gloria from flashdance you know so like i think especially as yinzers who some of us are also wvu fans like i think we all need to get behind you know the flashdance team the st louis blues who's with me man let's let's, let's go we can do that I'm I'm down with the Blues. They have nothing wrong with the Blues whatsoever. Brett Hall played for the Blues for the longest time. Um, you know, you got that going on. You got that going for you. Plus, like, um, screw the Sharks fans who booed Crosby at the All-Star game. It, because, it, uh, you know, Crosby gets booed no matter where he goes. I know, but it's Except the All-Star Pittsburgh. game. It's the All-Star game. You're, they booed him because You're there where... to appreciate the skills. It's like a meaningless competition. You know? It's not It's not the same. They booed him because of what he did in the playoffs in 2016. What, his job? I know. It's not like, it's not like he, like, Sean Avery'd somebody. Yeah. Just, he just played hockey better than other people, which is like a curse, I guess, that he has to bear for his entire life because he's always been better at hockey than just about everyone. So, yeah, you know, cut the guy some slack. I, I get it. I'm not arguing. He, wasn't, he didn't. He didn't like ask to be born the best hockey player on earth. Uh, I have heard a lot of the uh, Penguins trade rumors. They're still circulating. They're not involving Crosby though. They're not involving Crosby. Um, they're involving, of course. We talked about them before. You know, Malkin, Kessel, Matta, Latang, uh, Johnson, and so forth. We'll see what happens. Uh, was it was it you that talked about this last week, uh, or was it somewhere else? I heard it that. Um, if you trade Kessel, Kessel seems to be the obvious move. Mm. But if you trade Kessel, Malkin's still gonna be Malkin. Yeah. If you trade Malkin, Kessel has still a lot more potential. Malkin's still gonna be Malkin no matter what. 
you know, well, he's Kessel's going to be Kessel no matter what. Like they're both they're both known quantities at this point. Right. I um, mean, they're both probably, you know, they've got their decline ahead of them. You know, they're they're probably at they're e- the their e- ceiling. Uh, both of them. They're, I don't I don't see either one of them scoring like fifty next year. I mean, um, it it just shit. depends on like how you want to use them. I wouldn't say they're they're at their ceiling, but I guess plateau would be another name for the ceiling, to where I mean, they could still be very productive players mm-hmm. for the next couple of years. But I don't see them going higher. But I don't see them on their decline yet either. So, but yeah, I mean they're both they're both uh, very self-minded players. They have their own little workout strategies. They have mm-hmm. their own... Well, Kessel's workout strategies. I'm just going to go play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malkin does do workouts. And you ever played forth. hockey? It's a good workout. Oh, I know. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. You play hockey 82 times a year. It's like, a you're damn good, good workout. Yeah, it's a yeah. good workout. Um, Malkin likes to fish and, you know. You know, uh, Latang. I mean, I think he could say all the right words and whatnot. and But he could not change his game up. Yeah, but I know. Okay, so Latang did change his game up. He did change his game and up, and he had one of his best seasons last year. So mm-hmm. that's why they keep him. Um, I don't, I don't, I think he's worth more to the Penguins than to other teams because of his like injury history and his like. Medical I don't think. History. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think the Penguins can move him easily based on his medical history. But they, but they can still get good production out of him for another year or two. So I, I think he's safe. Like I. I'd trade Mata. Um, I think Mata's as good as gone. I don't think you're going to get much for him, though. I don't, no, I don't think you will. But And then Jack Johnson, nobody wants to take over that contract. So I'm fine if they keep Johnson. Yeah. I, I think mean, he had a good year last year. I, I, I don't want him playoffs, to trade. Playoffs are a different story. but I don't want him to trade Justin Schultz, but he's on that block, too. Well, because Schultz is young. Yeah. And he's, he's still... Dumoulin. Dumoulin's on that. Dumoulin's there, too. I, I mean... I don't know. I like Dumoulin. Well, who who would you rather some... keep, Dumoulin or Schultz? I, th- I mean, I think they could probably get something for Schultz. Yeah, they could. I don't see why they're trading all their defensemen. Like I, well, I... we had a period of time that we had a GM that drafted nothing but defensemen. But we also have <laughs> times in very recent memory where they're like <laughs> pulling up guys from like Wheeling, Wheeling Millers. to round out their top six. Exactly. You know, so what happened there? And like they didn't draft. They the need right to. They need to. I think cut the cord on Mata. Yeah, because I, he I, hasn't. He hasn't panned out to be the like, Mata was okay. The, he was supposed to be like the the Finnish Latang basically. Okay. Okay. Here's him. the thing. Mata was like a Jarvis Jones, a number one draft pick that never panned out. Yeah. Not now, that he's a bad player. Not but he's it's a bad like, player. It's but... time to cut your losses. Like there's some other team that's trying to make a come up. That would love to have a guy like Olimata, um, you know. But you're you're not gonna you're not gonna like dish him off to like Boston or San Jose, no. in the off season and and get like, you know, a first round pick and like a winger. You know, it's it's not gonna happen. So so I mean, Arizona seems to be like the next Pittsburgh West, like the Arizona Cardinals were for football. Yeah, the Arizona Coyotes. They're 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 looking. I mean, Tockett's out there. A lot of these guys really like playing for Tockett. Well, they, they, they come here to Pittsburgh. They get all this money. They learn that they really like golf. 
Yeah. And then they find out that they can go play, like live in a place where they can play golf year round. Yeah. And yeah, like Arizona's a good bet. Um, I don't think Malkin would like it because there's not good fishing though. No. So that's no, why we, we're no. going to trade Malkin. We got to trade him to the Panthers. <laughs> yeah. I, I that I did say last episode. I, yeah. There's good fishing in Florida. Yeah. He could be like the hockey Ted Williams, you know. No. Oh. Be in like the NHL and the like sport fishing Hall of Fame. There's a new documentary on Ted Williams that's on Netflix. I gotta find. Oh it. yeah, I gotta find that before I cancel fucking Netflix because it costs almost as much as HBO anymore. Yeah. Um. It's but yeah. Getting there. <laughs> we use a login. Uh. Okay. Well, good for you, man. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, like I, there's just a few things on there that I that I have to watch. Like, we really like our HBO, and I don't feel like cancel. I know I said I was gonna cancel it as soon as Game of Thrones is over. Right. But like, there's so much other shit on there. It's the only thing that saves me from watching MSNBC all day. So it's worth the 15 bucks a month. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so we'll move on to some football Steelers news. Uh, the team has signed all their draft picks to their respective contracts. Which Even are, the first round pick? Uh, yes, I believe so. That's not, I mean, that's kind of unusual. It shouldn't be the way they do the like slotting system. Well, yeah, because uh, from what I, the, the it's the, all it's all about how you structure it. The piece, the piece that came across from the Steelers that I get on my text um, was that they signed all their picks mm-hmm. to their contracts. Um, I don't. I hope that wasn't wrong because that came straight from the Steelers. Mm. Um, all their contracts are public knowledge. I did not go through each and every one of their contracts. That would take a lot of time. So if you but want, like to get, I said, the rookie contracts. I mean, the rookie contracts aren't like they used to be. You're the first round pick. You're you're gonna get like somewhere in this range, and yep. then it steps down for a. They didn't have a second round pick, so like two threes. Yeah. And on down the line, it's not as strict as baseball because, like in baseball, you're drafting guys who are like 18 and are going to the minors. Yeah. You know, or and college they, first. Yeah, and like the, these, you know, these these NFL draft picks are going to be expected to, you know, show up at camp and earn a job and play. So they need to get paid, but there's there's only there's like only so much money you can make as like the first overall pick. Yeah, and the rest of your like negotiating strategy comes down to how they structure it over the like what is it a three year rookie contract? Four to five. Four to five. Okay, so like it's you know you're gonna do four or five years. You know how much upfront money can you get? That's what you're looking for. Uh, and the Steelers like the to give money. out that upfront money. Like you know they love they, the Steelers. Like hey, we'll give you. You know, you want to sign a twenty million dollar contract? We'll give you, you know, nine up front. Yeah, you know, and then it's less against the cap. It's less against the cap, and when they're paying, you know, old heads like Roethlisberger still. Yeah, like that cap space. Like even he he restructures his contract like every couple years, so that he can make room so that he for... can make money on the back. You know, he's gonna be cashing checks till he's like seventy years old. Yeah, and they and they've got a great capologist who can work that all out. But the capologist does not does not do defensive schemes. No, uh, he does, does not. Does not uh, uh, the, the cap guy. <laughs> the cap guy makes sure you have the money to make it happen. And then, you know, so you so you get like I said, you know, the days of, you know, whenever they went through the the CBA that one time, and they and the veterans were like, hey, we want more money than these rookies coming out of unproven college. You know, I mean, the days of you know. Kajana Carter is a perfect aspect. He signed like a fucking eighty million dollar contract, forty five guaranteed, you know, f- five years, and he got his forty five guaranteed. And he played a total of what one season in the NFL, if that. Yeah. I mean, he got broken two preseasons and put him in season ending injuries, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, so you, the the upfront money is where it's at. It, it it it's less hit against the cap space. 
But then you got the issue where you have guys like uh, Lev Bell and Antonio Brown that outplay their rookie contract and they want to hold out and be like, I want more money, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, you signed a contract, dude. This is is what it's going to be. You got guys like Jason Worlds, who was phenomenal, who played his rookie contract, played it through. Uh, They didn't, and they they put a, uh, a franchise tag on him and paid him $12 million one year. And then went to franchise tag him again, and and uh, sorry, they didn't franchise tag him again. He was up for a new deal and just walked away from the game at 27 years old. Um, you know, and you see a lot of that happening now. Guys go in, make a bunch of money real quick, and like, I'm gonna save my body for the rest of my life. You know, even though they did do some damage while they were in there. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but I'm. Generally, like, pleased with the draft. Oh, yeah. And I, I I'm like... generally pleased with the draft. Uh, I, I've got to see a lot of the draft picks at my work. Um, they've been down, hanging out, and gelling together and so forth. Some of the veteran guys have been down with them. Bonding over some $6 Bell's Two-Hearted IPAs. Uh, I cannot confirm or deny <laughs> what they were we're not drinking. Um, oh, yeah, a lot of them aren't even 21 yet, are they? Uh, no, they probably are. They're all it's not 21. Basketball. Juju was the only. The Juju was the only. Uh, whenever he was drafted, he was the only one that was under twenty one recently. Yeah, well, it's at three years out of high school. Like, yeah, do the math. Yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, they seem like a good group. We'll see what happens. Training camps not too far away. We're what two months out. Yeah, two and a half months out. Not ready yet. Yeah, I'm not ready yet either. I but mean, they're I, doing the OTAs. Like that's that's going around. Mm-hmm. That's starting this week. Um, I haven't OT, no, no, the OTAs are, are, are through. Um, the OTAs are done. They're on, they're on team workouts that are finishing up. They did that uh, And then rookie camp's coming up soon for the undrafted players. Uh, for the rookie camp, for the drafted rookies, and then the undrafted free agents and so forth that they uh, are bringing in for rookie camp. Um, that'll be heading up soon. Uh, OTAs came in and gone, and now you're on your team workouts and the veterans can still go on their week long fishing cruises and so forth. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, What's I guess funny, if you got to go on a cruise, you know what, you know what cracks me up though is Lev Bell didn't show up to his fucking OTAs. <laughs> it, I mean, I'm, I'm not shocked. I didn't hear that. I'm not, shocked. I don't, I don't know like what your source was on that. Uh, ESPN and, um, uh, Post Gazette and Post Gazette still covers Le'Veon Bell. That seems a little weird. <laughs> like it just seems a little weird. Like you're not the f- the official mouthpiece of the Steelers. No, you're not. Like it's really not relevant to like but, what's but going they, on with they, the Steelers. You know, but they 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 touched on it and said, hey, you know what? Here and there, they just want to smear a guy because he like screwed over the Steelers. Hey, like that's not journalism. That's just not, like cheerleading, man. It is. Like, let the bloggers and the Twitter people do that. Like, come on, Post Gazette, be better. <laughs> uh, let's get into a little bit of a baseball. Uh, so uh, the Buckos, our beloved Buckos, Buckos being Buckos after an eight-game skid uh, between home and a West Coast run. Um, the Bucks did take two of two in Arlington against the Rangers, then took two of three over the A's at home here at PNC Park. The Rangers came in to visit PNC for two games, the Bucks winning 
uh, one of two. The second one was this afternoon, a getaway game. They lost. Oh, they got away. Um, the uh, I was watching him. I had on at work. I was at work today from 8.30 in the morning till midnight, all right? Mm-hmm. I had a lot of time on my hands, especially during the day. That's how I got these notes done, and that's how I watch baseball. Um, and it was cool. Uh, Pirates had that whole game all the way through. Uh, in the eighth inning, the Rangers came in and tied it up, and then they went into the ninth, and... They went ahead in the ninth, and the Buccos never recovered. Pretty they pathetic didn't. to like um, blow a game like that. It, it, but it does happen, and it's a long season. It does have its long season. The, the the best the best part about that loss it was a loss to an AL team. Yeah. So the troubling aspect of that loss, though, is the way Turtle manages team. not to lose. That is true. You know, like he's got a pitcher batting in the eighth inning. You know, because what? Like he doesn't he doesn't want to like burn through his bench. No, he doesn't. It's the National League. Like, part of the strategy of managing in the National League is like, you know, managing your your available subs, right? Well, all you right. Should, you shouldn't be running out of bats in a nine inning game, and if you do, then I think you need to go for it. Like, if you're already out of like available bats off the bench in the ninth inning, like, why are you trying to play for a possible tie? You know. I don't get it sometimes. I know he goes for the win all the time, and he always takes chances, but at some points... You play to win the you, game. You play to win the game, but... but like, it's also... There's, like, you know the what? pressure you, to how, not fuck how, up, you, How obviously. many pitchers do you have in your bullpen? Twelve? Well, <laughs> no, there's, like, seven out there. There's, like, five starters, and the rest is bullpen. Yeah, so... so it's, like, a twelve a twelve. So, 12 why pitchers. are you batting a pitcher in the eighth inning? Yeah, you, you, unless your starter has a no-no going, you don't bat a fucking pitcher in the eighth inning. Yeah, we'll and now the bull, the bullpen has been a weak spot this year, so I mean that that probably has something to do with it too. You know, if you pinch hit for that pitcher, then you got to put in another pitcher. True. You only have like a limited range so, of people you actually trust. So the Bucks um, also have had a um, recent issue with being banged up pretty good. Yeah, they've had a lot of injuries. So we have um, Birdie, remember? He um, threw that pitch and then instantly went down, grabbing his bicep and so forth. And they were hope- and he had Tommy John surgery like a year prior. Um, so there's somewhat good news. Uh, it is a nerve-related injury. So the good news on that front, no structural damage to his arm. Remains to... Uh, be seen how uh, the nerve injury will heal. Um, he will not need surgery at all to uh, repair that, which is good news. That is good. Chris Archer, um, he threw Tuesday and um, came out of it well. Tentatively, he's set for batting practice simulation Friday in St. Louis. Uh, they will gus- discuss next steps from there. Uh, Lonnie Chisenhall has a calf strain. He's making good progress. He's continuing his ground-based running progression. Eric Gonzalez with that fractured clavicle after him and uh, Marte had that collision in uh, short center field. Got his stitches removed. Uh, He's cleared to begin a gentle running uh, progression. Everything is on schedule there. Corey Dickerson with a shoulder. He's being assessed for his overall range in motion and strength. Jacob Stallings. Uh, rehab assignment to AAA Indianapolis is going well as expected. Uh, he's playing nine innings and is set for a back-to-back coming up soon. Edgar Santana and Chad Cool 
progressing as expected. Um, the goal remains to be competitive um, uh, from spring training. Jameson Tyone received a second opinion earlier and confirmed the original diagnosis. He's looking four weeks of non-throwing. That's Kaon, not good news. No. Uh, Kaon Kayla, uh, he's um, assessed and treated. His availability for Wednesday's game was to be determined. I thought he was on the 10-day. I saw he got on the 10-day. Yeah, he was on the 10-day, and they, they had a chance to pull him off for today. Okay. Um, obviously, they didn't. So. Well, there's something wrong with him. <clears throat> but, I mean, the Bucks are banged up, and, and, and there's not a lot of big names on the Bucks. Yeah. But those are some big names, you know? Uh, I mean, the Gonzalez injury just got Cole Tucker up to the show sooner. Yeah. Which, so, hey, Cole Tucker's doing well. Something they needed to do. And, like, I think the reason that they didn't go out and get a shortstop in free agency. Okay? Yeah. Because they, they felt like Gonzalez would be adequate until Tucker was ready. And we got to, we got to see Tucker a little earlier than they probably wanted. Um, but he's been good. But how about that Brian Reynolds, man? His hitting streak was taken away. Well, because he he had to pinch hit, and he didn't didn't get a hit in his appearance as a pinch hitter. So, you know, them's the breaks, man. Like when when your team needs you, you know, you got to go out there and hit. You know, you can't you can't tell Clint Hurdle like I I don't want to risk, you know, my hitting streak. But Hurdle said after the game on on Tuesday, he's like, you know, I don't know if I ever had a double digit hitting streak in my entire career. Um. So, you know, that's impressive, but, you know, Reynolds being an outfielder, you know, that's the one spot where the Pirates have had a lot of depth, you know. So, you know, Reynolds has to go back. Oh, watch this. Tottenham. So smooth. Oh, 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 Uh, that was the game winner. We're watching ESPN, folks, and they're doing the top ten. Actually, uh, uh, Bell made number three in the top ten with that little... Put it in the river again. No, his dive to first base. Oh, the dive to first base. He yeah, did so hit one in the river again. He did hit one in the river again. That was this afternoon, or was that yesterday? It was this afternoon. This afternoon, yeah. Um, so, keeping on with the Pirates, the Bucks are headed out on an 11-game uh, road uh, road here, uh, visiting the Cards, who always give us trouble, uh, the Diamondbacks, who swept us at home just a few weeks ago, and then they go to San Diego to take on the Padres and Manny Machado. Now, here's my personal opinion on this. I'd like to see six wins... On the 11 games. That would be... Slightly better than 500. Slightly better than 500. Where the Pirates are destined to go. Slightly better than 500, which would give you a split series in four games with uh, the Cardinals. Four, uh, split series, four games with the Padres, and a winning series over top of the Diamondbacks. You know what? I would be happy with that. I would like to see 7-8 wins out of 11. Yeah. I mean, I want them to win every game, but that's right. not realistic. I want, you know, I want to win every game. But again, teams can go on 14-game winning streaks. It's not against the, the rules. Shit, the Bucks last year before the fucking All-Star break went, what, on a 15-game run? Would be real nice. Would be real nice to make some hay. Yeah. Especially against the Cardinals. They're only two and a half games out right now of first place in the division. And also, Arizona could be a, a wild-card contender. Oh, they could be. For in sure. that division with the Dodgers, who are on fire right now. Yeah. You know... So, yeah, like, they need to pick up some wins against their division, and then they need to win back those games that they blew against, you know, the Diamondbacks when they were here. Because this is the only other chance we're going to get to avenge those losses, and then you're just going to have to rely on the rest of the league, 
you know, to pull Arizona back down to the Pirates level in, you know, and I'm all th- I'm thinking wild card because like that's what you got to think about. Yeah. The way that they set it up with two wild card teams, you know, you're you're still in it till September unless you're terrible. Unless you're terrible. So, this is going to be a conversation that we're going to be having throughout the year. And like I I would not be surprised to see Arizona like right around us in the wild card race for the rest of the summer. Other baseball news. This evening, uh, Boston, Chris Sale had a no-no going through eighth innings and um, actually gave it up in the eighth. Gave up the no-no in the eighth. But last night, Mike Fires uh, pitches his second career no-no against Cincinnati. Makes him the fifth active pitcher to have multiple no-nos. Wait, there was a no-hitter last night? Yeah. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. I watched the Pirates, and then I watched... Game seven. Uh, no, Mike Fires from the Oakland A's. They're playing Cincinnati Reds. Uh, pitched pitch no no. No hitters are not as impressive as they used to be. Well, that I have like that's never happened to me before. That there was a no hitter and I didn't find out about it until I was recording my podcast. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. Like no hitter used to be like oh like there's a no hitter going in the seventh like and go, then like the TV would those. like switch to it like and show it. You know I get it. Um, remember that one year. Uh, it wasn't that long ago where there ended up being three perfect games, like 20 no hitters that one yeah. season. And one of those perfect games was in the World Series. Uh, was that Halliday that year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was the It was Phillies. the year of the no hitter. Yeah. And they, they are more common. Yeah. And I mean, there's a reason why, and it's because of how hitters hit these days. And it's also, well, pitchers pitch too. Pit, well, the way pitchers pitch, but the way, the way hitters. You know, hitters aren't trying to, like, go the opposite way anymore and just, like, slap a single. You know? You got guys swinging for the fences or striking out or, like, grounding into the shift. And, like, there are not as many, you know, like, scrappy hits, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, that's not just my opinion. Like, I heard Harold Reynolds say that, like, two years ago. You know, when when someone threw a no-hitter and somebody asked him, like, hey, like, do people even care about no-hitters anymore? I mean, it's still hard to do, but, like, you see more strikeouts nowadays in baseball because, like, you know, like, it's it's like the three true outcomes that they talk about. You know, you're either, you know, it's either a home run or a strikeout or you ground into the shift. Um, you know. They're talking about outlawing the shift, too. Like, I'm against that. There has never been a rule in baseball that no. says where you have to stand. Like, the positions just sort of evolved because it makes the most sense to, like, have three people in the outfield, you know, like, sort of the same distance from each other. I mean, the idea of a shortstop was radical at the time. The the shortstop, like, was invented in, like, the 1870s, I want to say. So you you shouldn't be telling the shortstop where he's allowed to stand in relation to second base because we've been playing this game for 150 years and, like, nobody has ever decided to do that. And the answer, and, and this is also what Sid Bream thinks, and, like, I never knew I had so many opinions in common with Sid Bream. Which is awesome. But he says, just learn how to hit the other way, for God's sake. Well, he didn't say for God's sake, but you know what I mean. Just hit the, hit the ball the other way. Yeah, learn how to, if, if learn, they're, how they're, to learn how to yeah. place your ball. When, when, when the numbers start suggesting that, like, Bryce Harper can, like, you know, get his hands through the zone and, like, hit the ball the other direction, you know... They don't want him on base. You're not try. I mean, you'd walk him if you just wanted him to get a single. So you're gonna play somebody on that side of the infield, and that's that's how you deal with it. 
you adapt. Except for, like, raising and lowering the mound, you know? Ten inches? Like, the game, the, the mound's, the game t- the mound's not... ten inches. I'm but, sorry. like, in 68, they, like, lowered the mound because pitchers were too dominant. Yeah, they, in 68, they lowered the mound from 12 inches to ten inches. So that, that, I've heard that come up, like, lower the mound more. So what, you want to lower it to eight inches? A fan doesn't care. Like, you're watching the game at home. It doesn't really make one bit of difference. What does matter is when you're watching the game and, like, the umpire, like, like calls somebody out or, like, gives a guy a base because some new weird rule involving the shift has been violated. Like, that's not how baseball works, okay? Like, you can change the equipment. You can, you can change, like, the boundaries of the field, the dimensions of the, the mound. But, like, don't go adding rules, you know... Like, to what end? Like, baseball is always, has always been a slow game, okay? You're not, you're not gonna, like, you're not gonna turn it into, like, the NBA just by, like, outlawing the shift. Like, that's, it's, it's just stupid. And, yeah, I don't like the shift that much either, but I think the solution is to, like, you know, develop players who can hit the ball to all corners of the field. That's just my opinion. That's a good one to have. I have other ones that, like, are much more useful, you know, like, about, like, basic survival shit. You know, stuff that actually matters. You know, like, such as, like, what food to eat and, like, what to drink and, like, you know, what not to ingest. Um, But, yeah, like, once you, like, cover all that stuff, if you want to have a hobby, like, I still think being a baseball fan is a pretty neat one. And I don't want them to fuck with it too much. You know? That's all. That's good. That's good to have. Also, in uh, other baseball news, Dallas Kuchel, pitcher. He's standing his ground. He wants fair market value and remains unsigned. Um, Pirates should get him, dude. You know, uh, yeah. I know fair market value is like, you know, probably makes Bob Nutting's skin crawl because it means spending money. Um, But you know what? Just like ask him to Venmo it to you. You can't really say no. Because it's like a dick, you know. Just be like, listen, man, like, just just buy this picture, and I'll like send you some fun emojis, you know. And then and then we'll split a cab. Uh, yeah, I I mean, you know I understand he wants fair market value. Uh, and here's the thing though, he he hasn't had a spring training. He hasn't pitched any games yet. You don't know what his what his workouts are. You you know who's gonna go out there and throw him his twenty million dollars a year. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, he was a dominant pitcher. Was. Was. I, I don't know that he's a dominant pitcher have they Have the Pirates at least talked to him? Probably not. Well, they that's okay. They should talk to him. What about, remember how Ray Searidge was like the pitching whisperer? Yeah. You know? The pitching whisperer, the pitching god. If there's anybody, like, I guess, like, we just don't believe, I don't believe that anymore. But maybe they don't either. Because it seems like, seems like there was a time when... You know they would they would spend Mariano, AJ Burnett. Yeah, um, those, those guys were making you know they brought AJ Burnett in. Now keep in mind the Yankees were paying half his salary. Yeah, and when the Pirates did get to sign him, he signed for a one year deal. Then they then he went to Philly. Then he came back on a one year deal. So I mean, and I I met Ray Searage a couple times over the years, and the year AJ was in Philly. I was like, hey, how's AJ doing? He goes, he's doing good. He calls me all the time. I said, hey, what the fuck am I doing? Watch my video. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
and he's playing for a different team, you know. But at that aspect, folks, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. We're going to come back and talk some more controversy that happened over the weekend, and then we'll get into a little bit of NBA uh, that's going on, and I think we're going to sign off a little early tonight. But we'll be back in just a few moments. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment here on the episode 81 of Bold Sports. The Castle episode. Hot dogs for everyone. Hot dogs all around. So, Matt, this past weekend, this past Saturday, was the 145th run for the roses. Churchill Downs. Weather was a little rough. Sloppy track. Sloppy track. <clears throat> Lots of bourbon flowing. Big hats, fancy dresses, snappy suits. Unless you're in the infield. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. <I'm>, <laughs> you know, I would... I would hesitate to wear anything nice to that. That was a messy, a messy affair. And I, the, I know the infield is not, you know. If you if you're in the grandstand, sure. Infield, yeah, well, hell you can no. stay inside. Yeah, or at least you're undercover. But yeah, like I, God, you just pray that like you if you decide to go to something like that, once in a lifetime type thing, you know, you just pray that it's like not terrible weather. Like imagine being like. You know, an IndyCar fan. And, like, waiting your whole life to go to the Indy 500, and then it's, like, rained out. Yeah. You know? Or you buy or you buy tickets to, you know, the fourth the fourth day of the U.S. Open, and then it's tied, and then you have to work on Monday and can't go to the, the final round. round. You yeah. know? I mean, it's just, like, yeah, like, circumstances don't always line up in favor of, you know, having the most fun possible. But it's still pretty cool. I'm sure the people who were there had a lot of fun. You know, I didn't watch any of the pageantry. Like, I'm kind of... I was in a very, like, like, do-my-own-shit sort of thing. You're you're like, let me see the fastest two minutes in sports, and we'll call it a day. Well, I went to two Cinco de Mayo parties. Right. You know, I managed to squeeze in, like... You know, I basically turned it on right in time for my old Kentucky home. Which is... I got it. And, by the way, Baker Mayfield calling riders up. Ah. Like, I mean, is there, like, is, if that's how he is in the huddle, the Browns are never going to win anything. Like, <laughs> he did not fire me up. Like, maybe I'm just, like, ruined by, like, Matthew McConaughey at Daytona, like, yelling, all right, all right, all right, and then, gentlemen, start your engines. <laughs> right. But, like, that's how it should Because he does they, it. Like, you, they decided that you were, like, the most relevant celebrity to come here and be, like, riders up. Like, I know it's the Kentucky Derby, and they don't want him going, like, it's the Derby, bitches! But, like, at least, like, show some emotion. For God's sake, dude. Like, they let Johnny Weir commentate on that thing. So, like, there's somewhat of a bar of, like, how flamboyant you're allowed to be. Right. You know what I mean? But you don't have, like, I just, jeez. Like I said, man, not worried about that guy one bit. If that's his demeanor in the huddle, like, Steelers are going to be just fine next year. So, um, the favorite horse of the Derby, um, where'd it go? I had it here in my... Was uh, Maximum Security. Maximum Security was the favorite horse. He was the number seven horse. Um, now, the original favorite scratched because of, like, a breathing condition. That happened, like, early in the week. Early in the week. Correct. Uh, 
and then that horse was replaced. Not sure by who, but Maximum Security. Some long shot. Yeah, Maxim, yeah, Maximum Security was the favorite horse at the time of the start. Um, so this was the first time ever in Kentucky Derby history that the winning horse, Maximum Security, was disqualified. Not completely disqualified, but disqualified. Um, moved down to the 17th position after the DQ because he interfered with the two horses uh, that were 15th and 16th position, which were Roadster and Long Range Toddy. Uh, and it was coming around the final turn where the jockey positioned the horse in between the two strides to yeah. try to take position over so it was in the back stride of the horse in the front and in the front stride of the horse to the right and in the back mm -hmm. and was coming around and was interfering with them at that point you can hurt the horse yeah at, at that point it's it's not a it's not like nascar where it's like i didn't bump you i didn't nudge you i didn't push you i rubbed you and rubbing, rubbing my racing. friend is racing yeah right you know so this is where you these can are not cars these are animals these are, these are not cars these are finely tuned thoroughbred three-year-old horses and also the jockeys are not in harnesses like they are in the nascar no, so the like jockeys, you, you could break your neck and stuff like yeah the you, horse... can, you can have a you can have a horse throw a three uh, a three foot nine man 400 yards. <laughs> no, I'm glad I'm glad you said that because like okay, so like I said, I didn't I, I skipped all the pageantry, you know, I, I went to a, a Cinco de Mayo party in the in the we got, we, we got Mountaineer in yeah. West Virginia. We have um the Meadows. Meadows is sulky. Yeah. Um Mountaineer's thoroughbred. Yeah, but my my point is like there are a lot of races every year and like the only three that people actually follow like is like a mass consumption thing is Kentucky Derby Preakness and the Belmont so like you might have never seen a race that had like a result overturned by the stewards right but like I sure have because oh, yeah. I'm watching races on like Aqueduct oh, and yeah. Emerald Downs you know because <laughs> of my job um so like I knew enough as like a semi-casual horse racing watcher to know that like something happened in that turn and right. it looked like it could have been dangerous, and we're lucky that it wasn't. But, like, there are rules against that type of behavior. And it was, like, because, like, nobody's, like, they didn't say at the very end of the race. Like, Mike Tirico didn't say, like, you know, maximum security wins the Kentucky Derby. Oh, but what's this? Like, the light is on. There's a steward's inquiry. Right, yeah. So I turned off the TV and went back downstairs to, like, finish getting ready for the, the party in the evening. And we had, like, a couple stops um, you know, we stopped to get some like party favors and I'm standing in the checkout and I look at my phone and it, and it says like, you know, maximum security disqualified in the new Kentucky Derby winner is country home or country house, country house, country, country house. house for 65 to one, 65 to one odds. And you know what? Like if I had been paying any attention to like the gambling, I might've put money on a, a horse, a horse at 65 to one named after a blur song. That's, like, right up my alley, dude. I could have got real rich off that. But, like, I think I don't have as much interest in betting on horse racing 
now that I can bet legally on like every other sport. Well, on your two dollar bet, Country House would have paid you one hundred and thirty two dollars. Uh, if you would've... who bets two dollars? Come on. Well, I mean, that's people the minimum... who bet like twelve different bets. That's the minimum horse bet. No, I know. My dad bucks. took us to Ocean Downs in Ocean City, Maryland, when when I was like twelve, and I I played like. You know, I brought 10 bucks and I, I bet on like five races. Right. And I ended up turning like a profit of like $2.75. And it felt awesome, you know. But I, I just think I'm not as interested in horse wagering now that I can legally, you know, without having to like know a guy, you know, just go bet on any sport at any time of day. Um, so there's that angle. There's also just the fact that like, you know, Cinco de Mayo wasn't as big of a thing as it is now. No, And it it's always not. coincides with the Kentucky Derby because it's that first Saturday in May. So, like, some people went to derby parties. I did not. I went to Cinco de Mayo party. And everybody was talking about the race at the party. And I was like, yeah, I saw the race, but I, you know, I missed the, the whole, like, I guess there was, like, 25 minutes of just, like, basically, like, improving. Like, Mike Tirico was just, like, on the air, like, improving about, like, the review because it took so long. It took them. It took them so long to decide what happened. And to me, like to my eye, I was like, it looks like one of those horses bumped another horse or two, and they should probably go to the tape. And these things usually take like ten minutes, but it took like twice as long because it's the Kentucky Derby, and you don't want to get it wrong because there are a lot of casual fans watching who are probably thinking like, ah, oh, replay ruins everything. But, like, horse racing has actually been using instant replay to overturn the results of races for, like, four decades now. You know, it's, it's not a new thing. And it is all about two things. It's about safety and it's about fairness. Right. Horse racing is not roller derby, okay? You, like, you run a race, you're not supposed to be, like, bumping people. So, so here's a quick payout on this. If you bet the $2 exacto... Which is your 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 winning your place? Mm-hmm. Two dollars paid you back three thousand nine dollars and sixty cents. If you bet the trifecta, it paid you on eleven thousand four hundred and seventy five dollars and thirty cents. Wow! If you bet the superfecta, which was fifty one thousand four hundred and ten cents, which on a two dollar bet. Not a bad payback. Not a bad payback, but in a twenty horse field, like on a twenty horse field, you're basically just guessing. You're, you're yeah. At that point, I've seen like, races where there's like five horses running. Oh yeah, and you can bet a superfecta. Well, I mean, the uh, uh, the Belmont is usually the one that has the least horses running in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, speaking of the Belmont, we already know that the horse that won the Kentucky Derby, and the horse that was the favorite, that DQ'd. Is not running the Preakness. So now what are you gonna do? There's not unless gonna be you're a, unless you're a racing aficionado and you're research researching owners, trainers, the horses, you know standards. If it's a mud track, if it's a dry track, if it's a you know so forth. Uh, the casual better is just going based off name, Keller. Um, number, you know, stuff like that. Oh, number nine's my lucky number. I'm going to take the nine horse. Give me a $2, give me a $2 bet on a nine horse to win. Uh, you know, my son's birthday is 2-2, two, two, so give me the, the two horse 
and you know this that and everything so i'll bet a trifecta this way you know and you know i i've hit a trifecta on a derby i've hit a trifecta box on a derby i've hit some stuff never never in the thousands of dollar range where to hit a exacta for three thousand dollars just to pick the one and the two horse come on uh, i've That's had easy the, money i've hit an exacta where I put two dollars down, hit an exacta box, or I hit an exacta straight, and it came back with two hundred bucks. I've hit an exacta box, or it came back with a hundred bucks. I hit a trifecta straight, where it came back with like five hundred and fifty. You just gotta think about it this way: like I just paid two bucks for Powerball Quick Pick tonight. You forgot to even watch the drawing. You could be a multimillionaire. I could be right now, but the th I'm just saying: like, what are the odds? Like two bucks on a Powerball ticket. Versus like two bucks on a sixty-five to one shot in the Kentucky Derby, you know what I mean? Like, people demonize gambling, like sports gambling, but it's like, it's just like lottery tickets that are more fun to watch. Oh yeah, basically, unless unless yeah. you're betting like a thousand dollars. Well, there's one guy that you, know, you can go you can go get you, a you know there's always dollar the, bet. There's always the report of the one guy that turned two dollars into like half a million or some shit, right? Yeah, you know, but even if it's like two dollars into like, you you paid two dollars to lose two dollars, but you for two minutes you were like jumping up and down and screaming. Yeah, because like there's an off chance that you could win three grand. Yeah, you know, and that's like, it's not. I don't have a problem with that. That's not. That's not problem gambling. That's just like having fun. Yeah, that's like that's like someone who like drinks a six pack and like goes to bed with dude, a smile dude, on his face. Dude, you and I you know? can. You know, some of the best nights the sulky races. Down at the Meadows. I've never been. Are great nights. You know, you get down there and you take, you know, uh, they usually have some beer specials going on or whatnot. So you take a hundred bucks down, you buy some beers, you bet two, three bucks here, two, three bucks there, whatever. And, you know, you're, you're rooting on a horse that you have no clue who the horse is, no clue mm. who the driver is. You have no research whatsoever. You're going based off Keller, number, and this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And now I gotta tell you though, I was at a Mountaineer once, and they had the simulcasting. Oh, well, and I was watching a Meadows race, and like they had a just because I knew the driver, like I knew the name. I just the driver. Oh, the one the driver, driver had a had a good oh, success. Oh, the and one he was driver on like a long shot, and I yeah, was just yeah, like, yeah. I should have bet on that guy. He's the only driver well, well, I ever heard of. Well, that's like for the Derby. I'm like, who's Calvin Burrell riding? Like, what? It's like, well, why? It's like, because Calvin Burrell's won like four Kentucky Derbies. Like, yeah. three of them in a row. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Used to be Pat Day. Uh, you know, the, the Velasquez brothers are, are usually pretty solid. Like, I, I, so for my work, I, I do a lot of the like New York area tracks. So, like, Aqueduct, Aqueduct Belmont, Belmont, Saratoga. Saratoga. Uh, like, so, like, I, I tend to know the drivers on that circuit better than the ones from like the West Coast or like, you know, down in Florida. Um, but yeah, like so, since you mentioned since you mentioned the meadows, like my I got this like horse racing joke. So a horse a horse walks into a bar, bartender says, "Why so sulky?" Because <laughs> it was a standard bred horse, not a thoroughbred. So correct. I mean, yeah, you know they don't they, they don't hang out at the nice bars where the bartender says, "Why the long face?" Oh yeah. <laughs> so. uh... Moving on here after this, we got the Preakness in two weeks. And oh. and after the Preakness, then you have three weeks between the Preakness and the Belmont. Obviously, there's going to be no Triple Crown winner this year. Yeah. 
So, but we've had two in the past recent memory. Yeah, we've had so two that, triple crown winners. That's not last... even. I think that even if there was a triple crown bid this year, I don't think it would like significantly impact the viewership of those races. Like, I I don't think like casual fans. Maybe, maybe there are some people who were like, "Oh, I've always wanted to see a triple crown," but I was like, you know, in a North Korean prison for the past ten years, so I didn't see the last two that we had. But like by all means, like you know, I I don't think, I think I think support for horse racing is like at a low ebb right now. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the readiness of gambling on every other sport. You can bet on sports where the the athletes are willing participants. Dude, High Lie, go to Florida and bet on High Lie. High Lie is crazy, man. Oh, How do you know who to bet on? You don't. <laughs> Unless you follow it. It's Unless like you hang de- out there like it's all like the time. It's like for degenerates, I swear to you God. You end up with like a best friend who's like an 85-year-old Cuban man because like he's seen you at the fronton. That's what they call it, right? I believe I so. I believe so, yeah. I believe it is. I only, my only knowledge of High Lie is from like reading Ernest Hemingway. So like I'm, I'm pretty much like a novice, I guess you would say. So let's go touch on some NBA right now. We just watched the end of the Warriors-Rockets game. It was kind of a little bit of a wild ending, not a whole wild ending. Uh, the Warriors kind of ran away with it. The Rockets made a comeback. It was tied at the start of then, the fourth quarter. Then, then they had to make some fouls, and then they didn't get the ball back. And we were watching that game as we started this podcast. Uh, Denver-Portland is actually a better series right the, now. The uh, Warriors, uh, Golden State leads 3-2. to two. They won tonight 104-99. Um, is this correct that I see the uh, Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, win the series four to one. Yep, Celtics are done. Celtics is done. Bucks are in the Eastern Conference Final. Yeah, and they'll be playing either Toronto or Philly. Got it. Philly, I, Philly, I think is down three two. Um, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, Toronto leads. Toronto leads series three two. That game will be played. It says today, later on tonight, which will be Thursday. Mm. Uh, Raptors Sixers. Uh, that's Game Six. Then you got um. Also, the West Coast game will be Nuggets Blazers. Uh, Denver leads that series three to two. Then you're going to have Golden State uh, leads three to two over top of the Rockets. That'll be Friday, uh, and then you have Trailblazers Nuggets. Uh, that'll be Friday or Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Shit. Well, now's the time to check out the NBA. Because, like, last week I was more into the hockey. Yeah. Because it was all Game 7s. Now we're starting, like, you know, this coming weekend you're going to have a bunch of hockey series that are just getting started. Teams feeling each other out. But in the NBA you're going to have, like, Game 6s, Game 7s. You know, so I, I encourage you, if you're out there in Radio Land, you know, and you don't think you like the NBA but you say you like college basketball... Like, give the NBA a chance right now because these are the best players in the world doing what they do best in an environment where they actually have to produce. And, you know, like, I love watching James Harden. I love watching, I love watching Golden James State. Harden too. I, I don't watching... want Golden State to win no. because I'm tired of it. But I respect the hell they, out of what they, they have They've built. won three out of the last four. But they're you know, really fun to watch. They're really fun to watch. You know, they're, 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 they're playing, and they're, they're leaving Oracle Arena after this year. They are. They're going they're to... Le- they're moving to San Francisco. Yeah, they're moving to San Francisco. So, they're moving across the bay. This is like the last chance to see them. It's, I think it's the oldest arena in the NBA. 
Oracle. Because it's from like the 60s. Madison Square Garden, I think, is older. Okay, well, MSG, but no one's ever going to watch another playoff game in MSG again because the Knicks are terrible. <laughs> and Kevin Durant's probably going to go someplace crazy that you didn't even think. He's not going to go. He's not going to go Knicks. to LA. He's not going to go to the Knicks. But anyway, like, just just try the NBA Islands for size. I have always been an NBA fan just because of the, like. I watch the playoffs. I like watching the skill. I, I don't. I, I, I don't players. care who's who's playing. Like they're just they're they're the best college players. You know, you go you go from like a hundred and some college teams to like thirty NBA teams. You're cutting out a lot of dudes who are just like average to good. Wow, that goal was ridiculous. We're watching the replay. Oh right yeah, now the, of the two two goal. Tottenham. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, this was crazy. <laughs> that goal was ridiculous. That that would have been the end right there. He wow! Yeah, a quarter just, inch the other way. These, I mean, at least it's Amsterdam. I guess if you've got to drown your sorrows after a heartbreaking soccer defeat, like there could be worse cities to be in. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Look at these guys. The the, the the Ajax players are just laying on their faces. You know, that's Mauricio Pochettino. He's he's the Spurs manager. Um. What he's done there has been remarkable. Like they were, they've been a joke. Like they were always one of these teams that like couldn't even finish above their crosstown rival, and now they're playing for the finals again. Yeah, and yeah, I told you I was rooting for whoever wins the Ajax versus Tottenham. Right, and I I really felt really sad, legitimately like felt sad for Ajax today, but now that I'm past it, and as much as I respect Liverpool, and you know, they've got very passionate fans. Um, probably my two favorite teams that aren't Crystal Palace are probably Tottenham and Liverpool. Honestly. There you go. They've, they've, got, they've got fascinating players, good coaches, fans who are really into it. I, I wish they could, like, pass some law that that game has to be played at Wembley. <laughs> you know, you know how like Ed Randell's always like, well, if the Super Bowl is ever like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh versus Philly, Philly we're, we're gonna, gonna play it at Beaver Stadium. We're gonna, yeah, yeah, we're, well, we're, we're gonna. That's never gonna happen, never gonna and happen. they're never gonna move because Madrid has been spending, you know, way too much money, millions of euro, I'm sure, to prepare for the the final. But my God, two English teams in the Champions League final. It's gonna be a lot of fun, June first. What are you looking forward to this week? Well, the final championship Sunday of the English Premier League. Every game starts at 10 a.m., so nobody can, like, you know, game the system or, like, you know, let in a goal to, like, screw someone's goal differential. 10, 10 a.m. our time, right? 10 a.m. Sunday, here, right here in Pittsburgh. Um, Man City is in first place, but if they lose or draw, it's still available to Liverpool to win the title. They're they're both playing. I mean, they're obviously so, so they're Liverpool has games. to play again right now. In yeah, in the, in the Premier League on Sunday. Well, because they're playing in Champions League, not the, until June first. Right, right. But so they played just now in Champions League. Yeah. they get to play Sunday. Yep, that's a, um, that's a good long layoff though for this time of year. If you're any good, you got to be used to playing like every four. Well, because of different cups and this mm-hmm. that and thing. It's like coming up in the USL. They're gonna have that that. Uh, the cup that comes through. Yeah. And where... the the the, chi- the championship of the Premier League is the only thing that's still in play. Uh, the top four matters because the top four teams advance to next year's Champions League, but that's already set. 
It's going to be uh, Man City, Liverpool, Tottenham, and Chelsea. Okay. So, so that's already set. And the relegation spots are already set. Uh, Fulham's going down, Huddersfield's going down, and Cardiff is going down because they lost to Crystal Palace last weekend. So there's two meaningful games on Sunday in the Premier League. Uh, definitely worth watching. They're all going to be on TV. Like, NBC spreads it out across all their properties. Yeah, the... Uh, the so there will be a game on, like, Bravo. And there will be a game on USA. USA, NBCSN, NBC Sportsnet, all that. Um, so you'll be good to you'll be good to go on that. So there's that. There's the giant golf green in Texas. Yeah, that I'm gonna try to watch. Yeah, um, you're gonna go home and watch a YouTube video like I yeah, world's largest golf green. I'm gonna go stand out on Bay Ridge Avenue with my putter, and see if see if I can like roll it from one stop sign to the other, and without then, hitting a car, without hitting a car, double double side street parking. Oh wait, you're only allowed to park on one side of your street. No, no, we got both. Oh, you got both. Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah, without hitting a car on either side of the street, and. <laughs> How else? <laughs> That'll be fun. Um, yeah, so you're going to have uh, the Byron Nelson this weekend. Uh, I'm actually off tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, by the time you hear this, it'll be probably Friday or Saturday. Uh, I, I did a nice little 16-hour run today off tomorrow. I'm going to do a 18-hour run Friday and then a 12-hour run Saturday. Well, you sound like you earned so, some something fun. Uh, yeah, pay bills. Pay bills. That's, that's fun. <laughs> it's satisfying to know that like your shit's not going to get turned off. Yeah, it's satisfying to know that I can still record this podcast and yeah. watch sports yeah. and keep my electric on. Mm. And I don't need heat right now, but I still owe them ninety one dollars a month because we do a budget plan. <laughs> well, you use gas for other things, you know. I know, right? And you know what? I'd rather pay him $91 a month year-round than have to owe him $450 in December. Yeah, my electric bill's over. <laughs> every day, Every I get the electric updates, and it's like every week my electric is going up. And I'm like, why? Like We haven't even turned on the air conditioning yet. It's that damn dehumidifier in the basement. Oh. In the winter, it only runs like 20 minutes out of the hour. But like in the summer, it's on all the time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like if you walk into my basement in July and you hear silence, that I, means that like either you gotta like trip a circuit breaker, or change the filter or empty the bucket. In the event I can get up somewhat decently tomorrow, uh, and depending on our weather situation, I know there's some storms rolling in mm. Thursday. At some point, uh, I would like to try to get a grass cut on a day off. That's not a Sunday, mm. so I can maybe enjoy a Sunday. Yeah, and I know it's like people are like you just cut your grass Sunday. It's Thursday, fucking spring in Pittsburgh. This shit grows. I know, <laughs> I know. I mean, and I want to try to cut it. It's been dry for three days. Mm-hmm. I want to try to cut it while it's dry. It'll be nice and easy. You know, I don't have any issues with the blade getting jammed up or like the thickness or the mm-hmm. wetness. I, I haven't cut be my good. grass dry this year. I think you'll be good to go as long as you get it done before like five. I, I, I'm looking at my weather app at like three, but okay, I, I'm going three. It, it takes me two hours to cut my grass on an Ironman run. Mm. So if I start at noon, I know I just gotta bowl through it. Damn, dude, uh, <laughs> that's a lot, dude. I, 
<laughs> I mean, I, I did mine on Monday, and it took me, and I was like, whoa, where did the time go? And it was maybe like an hour. Well, you saw my post. I put 2.7 miles to cut my lawn. I mean, no ground. I'm going back and forth, back and forth, back and mm. forth, you know, but. Fair and up that, and down. That's, well, I don't go up and down. Right, I'm saying. like, you know, I could go up and down, but I'm like, why would I go up and down? I See, I got the go fence. I got the fence, so I got I go down like the sides. <laughs> right. So I have like room to turn. Oh, yeah. Up against the oh, fence. Oh, no, no. When I cut, I put a square in. Yeah. That I know where my, my turns are, uh-huh. and I put my square in, and then once I get that in, then I go crossways, and then I have some trees and bushes in the back that I have to go in and around, and, you know... Uh, my next purchase is a weed eater, but you know what? I, I should have bought that already, but I bought golf clubs instead. I bought a weed eater the other day. Oh. My my, my trusty old Craigslist weed eater uh, didn't start. It finally died. It didn't finally die. It didn't start, <laughs> and I said, Monday is the day I have to weed whack. So I need a backup. I'm not ready to like give up on you yet, old weed whacker from the 90s, but I'm going to go buy a new weed whacker and if you don't start for me on Sunday, then I'm going to weed whack with the new weed whacker on Monday. <laughs> so I bought the new weed whacker on Sunday. Before I even took it out of the box, I go out back, pull the cord on the old one like three times. It starts fine. So I'm like, okay. So now I just basically got to return this and I, I traded kind of, it in. What kind like of weed are you getting? Home light, the cheapest one. That's uh, what I have now. Uh, you know. How much was it? 75 Gas? Yeah. I mean, they, they have better ones. But the I, one I'm looking at's a buck and a half. Oh yeah, oh, you, that, do. you don't need more than that. No, the one they I'm got the ones that take attachments. I don't, I don't. No, no, no I don't. I don't I, do no, 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 no. All I need is a weed ear, but I, I want. I'm, I'm spoiled because uh, I grew up with a weed ear like this. It had the head on it mm-hmm. that had the strips that you just like tuck the strip in. And you have to like wind the fucking string. Yeah, I just want to tuck the strips in. That's what I have. You buy that aftermarket. Yeah, yeah. Well, well no, there's there's it's ones like a twelve dollar. There, there's ones yeah. you buy like straight out that already have it. It's a Husqvarna. It's one hundred fifty dollars mm-hmm. at Home Depot. Yeah. So after tax, so I'm out the door. Want? After after tax, I'm out the door to one hundred sixty two fifty. Yeah, that's Boom. worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, the and, amount of work you have to do, like you'll get your money's worth. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, you can buy this, like, special gas for it. And this and thing. I'm like, uh, I, I, how much does that cost me? Like, it's like $7 a can. How long does it last me? Oh, they're like probably like about four or five usages. They're like, it's better than using two cycle. I'm like, okay. Huh. You know? Yeah. Why, uh, okay, sucker. Call me a sucker. You know? You want something that works. I, know, I, I just want something that works. Be... I don't want to have to be, like, sitting there with, like, Having to wear gloves, yeah, because I'm ripping a weed eater and then throwing my fucking shoulder out mm-hmm. trying to rip a weed eater to get it started and flick three switches at one time. Yeah, I just want to go it's ahead. It's not your hobby. Flick the on switch, pull the throttle, rip the rip cord, start up. That's mm-hmm. all I need you to do. Yeah. Do you know how many times I've thrown a shoulder out trying to start a weed eater or lawnmower? I mean, like my arms are sore, and I'm just like, <laughs> what was I doing? Where, yeah. like, only one tricep hurts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, Start oh, wait, going. I was pulling a damn yeah, yeah. cord. Pulling a rip cord on a weed <laughs> or a lima or one yeah. or two. Yeah. I'm kind of sore right now, now that you mention it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Sorry to bring those memories up. No, it's fine. I, I love working outdoors. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you very much. It's been a great episode. Uh, we'll be back with you next week with episode 82. There's a lot of numbers that coincide with 82 in this Pittsburgh area. Um... And they've been in Super Bowls. So we'll talk about that. 
Uh, in the meantime, have a great week. Enjoy it. Check out what our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview have going on that host our podcast as well as several others. And also check out boldpgh.com. If you like Jenny Lee bread, uh, you need to go check out boldpgh.com. Jenny Lee, we have a link right there where you can purchase the bread straight through us and have it shipped right to your house. Thank you very much, folks. Have a great week. Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or boldpgh.com.